lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Hello, all you Atlanta United fans. Did you guys miss us? Did you think we left you guys? Nah, we're, we're back here, always with my good pal and co-host, Abner Castellanos. Apologize for the hiatus. Uh, we had some family in town. We took a little vacation up to Chattanooga. Uh, so that explains why we've been out of it for a little, a little over a week and a half. We're here now, and that's more important. Abner, how are you doing on this Friday, baby? It's Friday. It's Friday, and we're recording a little late. Uh, definitely apologize to every, every one of our listeners, uh, especially with that one. <laughs> uh, but no, man, we, we had, uh, you know, Atlanta United was off for a couple, I think it was like 10 days, and I was on vacation, and then came back and then took a trip to Chattanooga with you and uh, family, so that was a lot of fun. But yeah, we're back, man, and uh, unfortunately, not doing so well, David. What's going on with Atlanta United? Well, first, really quick, uh, just for our listeners, we, uh, we when we went to Chattanooga, we actually ended up uh, watching the Chattanooga Red Bulls, which is the USL uh, League One. Um, which so we did miss the Atlanta United game. We were keeping up with it during the game, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it. What do you think of the game? Um, the you know it's a smaller stadium, obviously when you compare it to Mercedes Benz. But what do you think about the, the the game, the atmosphere, and the everything that goes along with the watching a lower division team? I mean the atmosphere. At first, I was like, man, this is not gonna get filled up. And then you know I, I know we got there a little earlier, uh, but it did get pretty filled up, man. The crowd was pretty well. Everybody. Uh, you know, was uh, was in it. You know, the energy was there, so I think it was pretty cool. Like being at a smaller stadium, you feel a little bit more of the uh, closer to the players and closer to the game. Um, you know, the level of play. I mean, it's still soccer, right? There's a, there's a reason those guys are there, um, but definitely you can tell the difference. Um, but it was fun, man. I, I really did enjoy it. I, I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a fun time, and like Abner said, you just feel more intimate. Intimate. I mean, you can really probably get up close and punch a player if you really wanted to so that's part of the (laughs) yeah Bryce that's part of the fun but yeah it's uh it's nice to support local soccer at any level and uh you know I'd want to go out to see the twos more often but obviously they're all the way out there in uh Marietta so it's a little bit difficult sometimes um but yeah it was a good time we had a fun in Chattanooga uh but now we're back at it again so Abner while the we were watching the Red Wolves play um we were seeing the score lines come through, and the goals just kept coming and coming and coming. Uh, New York Red Bulls beat Atlanta United by a whopping 4-0. And then we we previewed it last time, but um, Atlanta United never won in Red Bull Arena, and um, doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. <laughs> There's Based something about that stadium, man. There's something about that stadium. It's. Uh, I think we just. I think we just suck when there's like, uh, you know, when it's like half empty, when it's half empty stadium. Yeah, that or I wonder like when have we played them? Like, because I mean, there's really no excuse if we had everybody back, but you know, yeah, considering the you know the travel back of our you know top players, and yeah, we didn't have Miles Robinson, but I uh, mean, I just thought they would at least put up a fight. At least, you know, put something up. Me and Nick, uh, which is, you know, David's brother, we were watching the game. And, you know, he kept commenting like, bro, they're going to get through. They're going to get through. They just can't. It's just like eventually, yeah. you know, you're going to punch a wall. You're going to keep punching in the same spot. Eventually, you're going to make a dent and then you're going to break through. And that's exactly, I think, the perfect metaphor for our Atlanta United, um, you know, versus New York this, this past weekend. 
Yeah, and we've always struggled against the Red Bulls because they um, they they play a full full press, and Atlanta likes to play out the back. So it's usually like one of those things are going to win out. Either we play out through the pressure, and we create chances, or the opposite is we can't get out of our own half, and they we keep turning the ball over, which is pretty much what happened in this game. Um, but here are the the score line. So Edelman, not Julian Edelman, um, scored in the 32nd minute. Casetas Jr. scored in the 45th minute. And then Amaya in the 78th minute and in the 90th minute for good measure. So overall, uh, bad game. Um, Abner, I think we've we've talked about this, but dude, sometimes we just, maybe we don't need the ball as much, you know? Maybe we give up possession and launch a few balls over the top, let GG chase them around, and maybe we can actually be the ones poaching it. But I think that was our, our downfall in this game. Yeah, you know, I think it's a little too late now going a little past the, you know, the season, half the season to try and, ch- I mean, yeah, you can make little um, little changes here and there, but, you know, he wants to play out of the back. That's just something we're going to do. And, I mean, I'm there with you, man. Sometimes you just got to send it up, restart, reset your team, reset your defensive stance because you know it's coming. Um, but also, it also gives, like you said, it gives GG a chance up there to fight for him, create something, a counterattack. We have the quality of players to do it. It's just, I don't know, David. I don't know what's the, like, what's the deal? Like, are we just so set on come, playing out of the back that it's not allowed? I don't know. It's, it's, it's odd. It's very odd. Yeah, I, I think we are, but you know, we we I, I praise Pineda because I forgot which game it was. Maybe it was against DC United, where we saw a lot of those over the top balls happen more often, and it actually worked and it relieved pressure and uh, it got us on the on the on the scoreboard early, which always always helps us. So I don't know, it's um, it's hard because I it, 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 we keep kind of going back and forth, and I I wish we would just be a little bit more dynamic and not be so uh, so predictable. But, Admiral, you also mentioned it, you know, most of the players are here. I mean, you've got um, a few players on international duty, um, you know, like at the end that um, Tyler, Tyler Wolf started in his place, um, which really they're pretty much neck and neck for a starting position now. Um, and then you had Luis out on my back, which were which Miles would be playing, and that's really all the starters you were really missing. So the fact that we gave him four goals, does, does Miles make that big of an impact? Or is it just the whole defensive line and the midfielders not not doing their part? Yeah, I think Maz, I mean, there's there's a reason why he would have started in the World Cup because his calmness, his athletic ability, his vision. Um, you know, when you have a sturdy back like that, you have the confidence, you know. When I, um, uh, just a prime example, I think my center back made me play a lot more with confidence because I, he, I knew that if, it, if I messed up or lost the ball, he was there to track it down. And I feel like Miles gives that to the midfielders, gives that to everybody in the team. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think that's a big difference. Um, but, David, looking like at the whole team, Brooks Lennon didn't have a great game. Um, we all were uh, ranked under seven on the player ratings. Um, so, yeah, I think, I, think, I think Miles Robinson was really the only one we were missing. But at the same time, there's a reason you had that. There's a reason why you buy players that, such as Abram um, to come up. Now, if it was Noah Cobb, maybe it'd be a little bit of a different because he's a little younger and experienced. But when you have a player like mm-hmm. Abram who, you know, came with the with the, with the the price that he came with, you know, you expect a little bit better. Just like with Arujo, you you know, it was his price tag that makes him, you know, if you if you get paid more, you're expected to have more responsibility, right? I mean, that's that goes for any job that, you, that we have. So... I, I don't know, David. I think it's maybe some shuffling and 
the defense um i'm not too sure man because that it's 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 happening too many where we're allowing so many goals i think we're first now in uh goals against if i'm not mistaken yeah you're probably right about that but dude Let's just get rid of Luis Abram and give that money to Miles and make him a DP. Hey, why well, we should? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and dude, uh, hot take, but I mean, I firmly believe it. I think in, when it comes to MLS, um, like the American defenders just make all around better players than the South American defenders. I mean, obviously, Purata has been pretty good for us, but you look at our starting lineup. It's yeah, back line is Brooks Lennon, Goodman, Miles Robinson. It's three Americans. You look at Nashville with Zimmerman back there. I mean, it just seems like the American players, I, I think, are just more more uh, fit well in MLS more than, you know, your South American uh, players in the back. I think they're just better in the midfield than going forward. And Abner, what are we going to do about Brad Guzan, man? Another one, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean you, you could probably, I mean, you could probably say, I mean, you know, obviously when you lose, when, you, when the other team is dominating like that, you're going to have... Um, you know, a bad night as a goalkeeper, but you know, there. I don't know if you watched the highlights, but there was like one or two that I thought Brad could have done better on it. I don't know. Did you? Did you think that? Too? Okay, there was what? Well, this game, there was two deflections, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, so I don't know, man. It's like you know, Brad is gonna be Brad. You know, he brings that leadership like we talked about before. But are we? I think it's time, right? I think it's time to find somebody. I think, you know, his step is still there, but I don't know. It, it's kind of hard for this game just for my sake because I know 2-0 going down, you're going to push your numbers forward. And like you said, we're going to get attacked more. It's going to be more open. So, obviously, you know, the more shots you take, you know, eventually you're going to make one or two. So, it, it's kind of hard to, to limit that to Brad, right? I think it's more of a team dynamic. It's more of a our team honestly like didn't play well at all right i agree but i mean i still think that this is probably brad's last mm. year but we do need that you know what's what brad does have you know regardless of his shop stopping ability um he has that uh presence in the back and that leadership and that's not something that's easily replaceable so we definitely need to find the next goalkeeper that can be that that voice in the back line <laughs> But let me go through the stats really quick, Abner. So uh, possession, 34% for Red Bulls to Atlanta United, 66%. Um, expected goals for New York Red Bulls was only 1.15, so they exceeded that by a lot. Ours was really low, 0.34. It's gonna be one of the lowest ones we put out there this year. Uh, Red Bulls had total shots of 11. Um, we had five, and five on target, we had three. Um, accurate passes, 183 for New York Red Bulls to our 456 mm. after that's more than double which goes to show possession doesn't mean anything if you don't do anything with it every time i watch the the gold club in mexico plays all the old ladies they always do they're just passing it between the the, mm. the defenders in the back that doesn't do anything right <laughs> <laughs> um so we got to be more direct and i mean look at that right like the red bulls got four goals i guarantee you most of the goals were not um having a possession heavy that they had they just were more direct and better finish finishers and of course our defense fell asleep a few times yeah man we had we had, but Abner, like we, we had some early yeah. chances too but just you know couldn't convert <laughs> it's rough 
Anything else to add on that, Mijo, before we get into Man, the Man, I, you know, I just hope, like, you know, that we just, you know, get something going. I mean, yeah, we, you know, had a seven-game streak of not losing a game, but also how many ties were in, in that game. So it's just... Um, I just expect better, you know, with the quality. You know, you you know what you have. And a lot of people, as far as, you know, um, a lot of United, you know, um, like commentators, even MLS commentators, like they've said, like, we have a team that anybody, we have a quality of players that any other MLS team would die for. We're just not doing anything with them, man. That's I think that's a frustrating part. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, Abner. So let's not dwell on this loss too too long. Um, we've got uh, uh, Philadelphia Union coming to the Benz July second this Sunday. So it'll be um, you know like a Fourth of July game. This game is going to be on Big Fox. So going to have a lot of eyeballs on this. Um, our head-to-head record: we've got four wins, five draws, and four losses. So pretty pretty tight there. Uh, we fall to sixth place with 29 points. And Philadelphia's in fourth with 34 points. So a win would be huge. And it's kind of funny when you look at that because uh, it wasn't too long ago that Philadelphia was towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference table. And now we're the ones dropping and they're the ones flying up there. Uh, Philly's coming off of a 4-1 win versus Inter-Miami at home. So um, they like to score in bunches. And that's what kind of scares me about them. So some of the players... That they've got, they got Daniel Gazdag, who's got seven goals. Julian Claranza, who's got ten goals. Um, Mikel Ure with six. And, of course, they got Alejandro Badoya. Uh, we're lucky that they're going to be missing Andre Blake, who's playing with the Jamaican national team. But he's always been somebody that always had a great game against us for whatever reason. But they got a lot of scary players, and they're good at finishing. If, if you've watched Philadelphia, and I mean... Uh, you know, they were obviously in the MLS Cup final and probably should have won that if not for Gareth Bale. Um, and then they were close to getting to the uh, Cup Champions League final as well. They're a good team. They're quick on. They're quick when they, uh, they turn the ball over and they have really, really good uh, finishers. So this game is it's a scary game because it's probably one of the best teams we've played so far uh, this season, uh, you know, aside from, you know, the very beginning of the season when everybody was kind of figuring out who's good and who's not. So, um, Abner, do you, what, what kind of, do you think we'll see the same lineup or do you think we'll, we'll have lineup changes? Obviously, we still got all the players that are um, playing the Gold Cup are going to be out. What do you see changing? Uh, maybe a little mix in the midfield. Maybe Sosa coming in. I know he's coming off injury, but honestly, I think it's going to stay the same. Um, I, I would, you know, it's crazy to say because, you know, how much we love Chol, uh, but he's actually been playing pretty well the last couple of games coming off the bench. He adds a little energy, a little nice uh, rhythm off the spark, you know, especially with that, you know, attacking mode that he's, he's like, I don't know if like they gave him the freedom or they told him to go out there and just attack <laughs> because when he gets to that 1v1, he's, you know, he's actually attacking players instead of holding back, finding a cross or you know, um, it's like, uh, it's funny, like, when he crosses the ball, because, like, he's so big, so tall, like, you want him in the middle, right? It's like a center always shooting threes and not trying to post up. <laughs> so, you uh, you definitely, um, um, you know, you definitely right. want to see him, but he's been playing really well. So, I think maybe he gets rewarded, um, you know, to get that, that start. 
Um, or, you know, I, I like him coming off the bench too, though. But I don't think there's many many changes. I just hope the, the boys wake up. I mean, we got we had a week now to kind of, you know, get it back together, get back in the rhythm. Um you know MLS and let I me mean, we got it we got it we got to go out there and fight it's going to be a tough fight um I, I hope we can protect the home david but i don't know i'm i'm still kind of questioning what the scoreline would look like it, that's a great analogy on Chol because it's exactly what it is uh it's like a center that doesn't like to post <laughs> up and likes to shoot threes and you see him dribble and you're just like He's, he'll get like a burst of speed and, and take defenders, and you're just like, how the heck did he, how the heck did he do that? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I've been liking the way Tol's been playing too. Uh, but yeah, I don't maybe yeah maybe stick Sosa in there and take Roseto out, or maybe Sadich. Um, I guess we'll probably stick with Abraham back there. You probably don't want to have Noah Cobb come in there. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It's just uh, the player, the players need to wake up, show up, play better. And it's unfortunate, but um, the Benz has not been a fortress this year. Dropped a lot of points there. So, um, you know, I would like to think we would win this one, but this is a good team. Um, with my prediction, I'm still going to say we win 1-0. I think it'll be tight if we get one in the final minutes, even though Atlanta United has been bleeding goals. Uh, Man, say I really want to tie 0-0-1-1, but... I don't know. Philadelphia's been kind of running pretty hot, so I'm gonna go with uh, uh, I'm gonna go with like a one-one draw. David, I've been ten. I've been ten. Are we the first ones to score? They're the first because they're the first to score. Like the chances just drop for us to win. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Dramatically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, the tough thing too is um, after this we have back-to-back uh, mm-hmm. -back away games. So that's going to be hard. We really need to get these three points to set us off in the right direction. Because Abner, mm. we're in sixth place with 29. Ninth place, the last playoff spot mm. was DC United. how many games? 26 points. Three points away from the last. Um, DC United's got 20. We've got 20. But in between us, Orlando and Montreal both mm. have only played 19 yes. games. So we're not mm -hmm. on the right we're not on the right side of things, um, and we're clo we're close to missing the playoffs. And if if you miss the playoffs <laughs> and nine teams make it, everybody, <laughs> uh, you're, you're a bad team. Next year they're gonna have twelve teams making it. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Right, uh, no man, I just hope that uh, uh, the defense. You know, I I would I would I think Noah Cobb probably gets. I mean, I know everybody was pretty much out there. Uh, from the last report that I saw, so they didn't say you have any injuries or nothing like that. Um, but man, honestly, I think you give it a Noah Cobb. I think he's uh, he's proven himself a couple of times. I think he would uh, he would be a good good start right there. I hope Brooks uh, picks it up. I think he came off one of his good games. He came off one of the bad games. So um, yeah, man. I mean, as always, you know, um, I won't be there this Sunday, uh, but I know um, uh, my buddy Andrew's going to be there. So um, I'll be one of the few. One of the many, one oh, of the yeah. least games, or one of the games I will miss, uh, but most of them I should be there. But I don't know, David. It's uh, usually I'm really excited. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to be more just watching more of uh, our defense and our midfield than because I know what our forwards can do. I'm not too worried about yeah. our wingers. I just, I'm trying to figure out where, where it's, what, where's it coming from? Because um, we lost, uh, what was it a throw? One was a throw in, and the other one we try to get play out of pressure. It was 2v1 situation and I mean like why yeah. like your back is to the goal either pass it back and have somebody clear or just get it out and reset like it's just 
Well, that's the problem. That's what you said right there is that I think Pineda drills it like don't just launch it upfield unless like it's the last, last option. So we're always trying to play out the back and that's where you get stuck in these positions where you're trying to hit the ball, you know, across the middle of the field and somebody just poaches it and then boom, you're, 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 you're trailing back trying to stop the bleeding and I think that just sets us up for failure. Which, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see coming out this, uh, this, uh, this game to, uh, Sunday. Sunday, four o'clock. Ooh. I like it. Midday. And yeah. I'll you'll be, be there? I'll be, I'll be there. Oh, nice. I'll be I there with crew? the crew, so it'll be, it'll be fun. <laughs> hey, yeah, right. All right, news around and notes the from around the league, around the U.S., sometimes around the world. Uh, so, Inter Miami making baller moves. They have mm. acquired Sergio Busquets and mm. also signed Tata Martino, which I think we all saw that one coming. Crazy man, they're gonna have Messi, Busquets, and Tata Martino. However, like we just talked about, Miami just lost four-one. Miami's in last place in the East with 15 points. That's 11 points out of that playoff spot, which I which I told you is a ninth spot. Can they they turn this team around to make a playoff spot when their defenses look so horrible? Dude, I don't know, man. First of all, let me ask you this: How did you feel about Tata going there? I mean, I know he you know he was our coach. I mean, he didn't really leave on bad terms. You know, what I mean. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what else is he going to do? It's like the prime. He's he's looking for a job. Uh, he obviously has a connection with, with Messi and, um, and I don't know about Busquets, but he's got a connection with a lot of Argentinians, right? Um, so it made sense. I was like, what other coach could they have hired that's open yeah. right now? I just know like a lot of play, a lot of people are like, you know, sad and a little upset. I'm like, yeah, I mean, the dude, like, he did what he did here. He brought us a championship. No hard feelings, you know. I actually met the guy um, at, a, at, a, at the training ground. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, he signed he, he signed my hat, too, so that's pretty dope. That is cool. Um, but, uh, no, um, no oh, I think I'll that's, yeah, you. like you said, I think familiarity with, uh, you know, Messi and all the players that are coming over. I think Busquets still, you know, at least for La Liga-wise, and Champions League, I, I think he lost a little bit of his legs, but we're coming here to the U.S., I think he's definitely going to be critical in that midfield. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, right? Defense. I mean, Messi can't. Def- Messi's not going to defend. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, man. It's going to be. I think everybody's going to have their eyes on, right? Because Messi's going to be there. That's that's a fact. Um, but I, I'm just going to see if you know if he can get him out of that. You know, that uh, last place because. Uh, Mr. MLS, anything can happen. You're past halfway season, so David, they're going to be counting good days where uh, you know it's like you can only lose like four or five, six maybe, um, you know, and then it's going to kind of come down to you depending on other other teams to to um, to lose or whatever that case may be, which is the worst case scenario scenario that you want to be in. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what he does does down there. Yeah, I mean. Uh, they're at the point now where, where time is running out, and um, I still don't think they're coming until the end of July, right? So um, that, they they could even be even a worse even a worse position than they are now. So that I don't I don't see them um, I don't see them making the playoffs. I just think it's I mean you're pretty much bringing in more offensive minded players, 
and your defense is trash. So, but it'll be interesting because uh, you know you get that reunion between um, Joseph Martinez and Tata Martino now, and uh, you know if we remember they they used to butt heads a little bit too, but I think uh, I think Tata probably handled it better, or who knows maybe he just gave in to Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows, right? But uh, it's it's a good partnership. I, I'm excited to see what what comes out of it. Um, just as as a, as far as uh, you know, not that I'm cheating for them to win, but I'm more of a your last plays. Let's see what you can do. You're bringing you know uh, the best player in the world, or one of, in other opinions, one of the best players in the world. Uh, you're bringing in a solid defensive. That still got a little bit in his take. You're bringing in a good coach. Uh, it's like, all right, let's see. You know, it's like creating a super team in the NBA in their last place. You're like, all right, let's see if these guys can pull it off, you know. So it's in that aspect, it's exciting um, as far as sports as well. Even the Lakers when they had the big four and they got swept? Yeah, yeah, that was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, uh, I mean, there's, there's they keep, rumors keep coming around about more players coming, but I don't know how they could potentially make it unless they... <laughs> have the MLS rules changed because I think now they've got all three DPs locked up so uh, let's not forget Miami got in trouble a few years ago for right they're about to get in trouble again it's it's crazy bro they offered me but I was like you know I have this podcast thing going for me I don't think I can go out there but you know so I turned it down you know for that aspect good good choice good choice (laughs) Um, and then also we have a transfer window opening up I believe it opens up next week so that's when July you're gonna, six, yeah. So you're gonna start seeing a lot more things finally start happening. So um, we'll have to see what happens with uh, Thiago Almada, um, with Miles Robinson, Caleb Wiley potentially. So I'm hoping that this might help our team um, find its identity because I think right now we're kind of like, well, what's gonna be our actual team for the rest of the season? Um, you know, all those questions. Once this is over, you're gonna be settled and. Hopefully we can bring in a, a new player, um, you know, either to replace Arujo or somebody else that can help um, and make our team stronger so we can do this last last push of the last leg of the MLS season. Last thing. Jen, uh, just, huh? Sorry, just a correction. July 5th. July 5th. There we go. Mm-hmm. Right after, um, I wanted to say New Year's, but right after Independence Day, <laughs> 4th of July. <laughs> Uh, Mijo, have you been catching the Gold Cup? Of course, man. We have two teams that we cheer for. You know, the United States and, of course, Guatemala. So, of course, I've been cheering. Dude, the crazy thing is, uh, who was it that lost to Martinique? Martin, I can't even Martin. say their name. Was it El Salvador? Yeah, dude. Salvador. Yeah, dude. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, so we start. Yeah. So, the um, the Gold Cup is in full swing. I think we're we're... Uh, starting this the, uh, this uh, second round of games, so um, the USA they drew with Jamaica in the opening one one. Um, could have been down two zero, but luckily we Matt Turner came up big, and then Brandon Vasquez put it away. Um, and then you had uh, we just played St. Kitts and Nevis uh, not too long ago. That game could have got ugly really fast because it ended up finishing six zero, but we scored like three goals in like three minutes. Um, and Ferreira had a hat trick in that one, so it's really hard to gauge because. Um, you know, St. Kitts definitely, um, you know, they, they made the tournament, which is great. Um, but they're, they they got blown out by Trinidad 3-0. Jamaica's going to play, then they're probably going to blow them out. But, I mean, the thing that I like about um, with the Nations League now is um, a lot of these smaller Caribbean teams in particular 
um, they're getting a lot more uh, action, more playing time, because I think they said um, uh, one of the players, um, I don't know if it was Guadalupe, Martinico, their most senior player that's been with the national team for like 10, 15 years, he's only played 36 games. That's crazy. And it's crazy. And the reason why is because they're such a small country, most teams, most regular teams don't want to play against them. You know, it's not really going to do your team any good if you beat a team 10-0. So it's hard to, um, you know, it's hard to build chemistry to get repetitions to play against better competition. And that's the good thing about the Nations League because you're getting that more often now. Um, and, and hopefully St. Kitts gets better down the road. I mean, it's a big, I mean, it's not easy to make the Gold Cup. So for the fact that they're here is, is you know, good for them. Um, but the next game we got, we got to play Trinidad and Tobago. Um, uh, Sunday, July 2nd. Um, wait, that's not right. Oh, yeah, it is July 2nd. My bad. Um, so that, so we're pretty much playing. We're at the top of the table, right? Uh, top of the group right now on four points. And the goal differential is what's helping us. But again, Jamaica's going to play St. Kitts. We're going to play Trinidad. We think both teams would win that. So it's probably going to come down to goal differential. Um, so hopefully U.S. finishes the top of the group. I think they will. And on the flip side, we got Guatemala. They beat Cuba 1-0. Um, so they are sitting at top of the table uh, because um, uh, Canada, man. Canada ended up tying with Guadalupe 2-2. So, uh, mm-hmm. so Canada, uh, you know, they're, they're not at the top of the table right now. What is... Um, and then what the dude? What the you know? It's, they're they're kind of a surprising team because they got a couple of good players there. They got Rubio Rubin that plays for RSL and Aaron Herrera that plays for Montreal Impact. And then you also have uh, Nathaniel Mendes Long who plays for Derby County. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him speak, but it's funny because uh, I believe his mom's Guatemalan, but his dad's uh, English, and he's been playing. You know, if he plays for Derby, so he's been in England for. Uh, most of life is not his whole life, you know, so he's got a he's got a uh, English accent, and I don't I don't think he speaks any Spanish. <laughs> or uh, uh, jugar el fútbol uh, amor. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's been fun watching it, man. It was, uh, I mean, like always, every Guatemala game is always stressful because even when we have a good team, I mean, we went where we played against Cuba and we lost to Cuba. I don't know, that was like four years ago, five. I don't know, whenever the yeah. last World Cup, oh, Gold Cup was. Um, but no, man, it's been exciting. It's been good. Uh, like you said, it's been a lot of surprising. Uh, you know, like Martinique getting up there and Costa Rica solid on the bottom, like Haiti and Qatar, Trinidad, Jamaica. I mean, that Trinidad USA game, that's going to be huge on Sunday. And then um, the, um, you know, Guatemala game is going to be huge as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll have it's. Play, uh, we'll have to Canada we'll play Canada tomorrow, tomorrow Saturday. So That'll be the yeah, big so one. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean. Hopefully we can just pull a draw. A draw would be good. Yeah, yeah, we'll see though. But it's been fun. It's been exciting, man. I, I've I've really enjoyed it. So it's been, yeah, it's been rather rather good thus far. The Gold Cup's always fun because you always have a lot of these David versus Goliath games, and then you have teams that should win but they don't. Like you mentioned, um, El Salvador, Honduras, Costa Rica, they all they all lost um, against uh, you know Martinique, Guadalupe, Haiti. Haiti's looked good. Um, so uh, right now, I mean, the Central American seems only really only Panama and Guate look look good. Um, and dude, I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, everybody Mexico was on uh, life support, and uh, they came out of the gates hot. I mean, they they uh, they blasted Honduras four zero, 
and then they beat Haiti um, 3-1, which, I mean, I know people are going to say it's just Haiti, but Haiti has actually looked pretty good. And, I mean, they're they're dangerous on the counter. They got some quality players that play, um, you know, that play overseas. So Mexico's, Mexico's looking like the favorite right now. Yeah, dude. Um, I was actually gonna look it up and see what the uh, what the odds were. Cause uh, at first I was like, yeah, we'll see. But the more I seen them play, the more I'm like, hmm. Well, like, these guys actually might be uh, might be giving USA a good run for their money. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, I think they 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 brought up more of a stronger squad than we did. Um, so that's gonna be tough to compete with. Um, but. Good thing for the for Atlanta United players. Uh, we had Etienne that was uh, that played. He got an assist, and you also have uh, Jay Fortune that got a goal too, um, with Trinidad, I believe. Um, so, you know, they they the good thing for them, and then obviously, hopefully Miles he's in the 18, so he's I think he's been recovering from an injury. Hopefully, he gets back into the starting lineup because I think we're just a way better team. When Miles is in there for the for the stars and stripes, yeah, but, for yeah. sure. But it's fun having soccer every day. Um, so um, looking forward to the next round of games. Yes, sir. All right, Mijo. What else you got? No, oh man, just a crazy story, and I think this happened uh-huh. like about. I don't know if it was the last Gold Cup, but you hear like after the Guatemala game versus Cuba, uh, a couple of Cuba players have fled the team. Oh, yeah. That's crazy, man. It's just, you know. I mean, I, I get it, you know, better opportunity, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you're there for to compete for your country and, you know, you leave to go to a better, like, you know, it's, it sucks. Yeah. It's sad. You're sad. You get it. But at the same time, is it right? Is it wrong? I, I mean, it pretty much happens to every right? Gold Cup. Yeah. Yeah, pretty, it's crazy. Much, yeah. And the last time when uh, Abner said, this is what when it was pretty embarrassing because Cuba had def- uh, their players defected and Guatemala had to play them and they still lost 1 0 to Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that sucks too is like we played, we, the first game we played Cuba at their best and now they've their players are defecting. So now. The rest of the group, they get a pretty much an easier Cuba because Cuba actually didn't play that bad against Guatemala. No, so they now, didn't. It's kinda, now it's kind of like, well, now you're pretty much just guaranteeing that the other teams are going to win, or at least it's going to be, be really hard for them not to not to draw or not to you know not to lose. Right. But yeah, Mijo, we need ATL to, to to get back up there, man. It's it's kind of sad seeing us just continually drop down the standings. Um, this team needs some freaking life, man. Yeah, yeah, we we need we need something, man. We need something to pump up. I, you know, hope training. I know it's been hot out there, so I know they've been either changing the time of scheduling or if they schedule the same. And I know they're, you know, good thing we don't have Gabriel Hansen because they have plenty of water. <laughs> <Dude. in there. laughs> so, uh, nah, man. Uh, you know, I always, you know, of course, when my team is out there, you know, of course, we want to win. So, you know, David, you know, you're going to be there for me in spirit. So um, get loud, get rowdy, man. Let's let's get that win, man. Let's get back on a winning column. Um, a tie, yes, is a point. But at home, it's our fortress. We got to come out with the win. Yep, yep, for sure. Let's go, ATL. Let's get these three points and move on. Yes, sir, let's we go. We out of here. Bye. Peace, y'all.